today on CityCast Madison. It's the Friday News Roundup. This week I'm joined by CityCast Madison's Bianca Martin and Molly Stentz. Republicans are threatening impeachment if Justice Janet rules on redistricting. What's threatening Madison school kids? Tree logs. And what exactly makes the moon super? It's Friday, September 1st. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. We had two daily newspapers, six broadcast TV stations, five sheets of heavy stock Neighborhood Association newsletter, a sprinkle of salt from the Madison subreddit, and a whole galaxy of digital first volunteered power, subscriber-only, member-supported journalism, and also a dozen notifications from the 27 Storm Tracker app. Not that we needed all that for the Great Friday Roundup, but once you get locked into a serious review of the week's news, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. And joining me now, it's Bianca S. Martin. Ah, uh, S? Push it. Shh. Push it real good. Hello. And she's back, the sheriff of this here podcast. It's Molly Stentz. Hello, hello, hello. Didn't even know we had that many broadcast TV stations left. I'm counting PBS. I like the pseudonym middle name that you gave me. Thank you. Reminds me of a ship or something. What are we doing? The SS Martin. Fear and loathing (laughs) in Las Vegas. Hunter S. Thompson. Love it. Anyway, I think it's just the, the ongoing story of the year in probably 2024, but redistricting in the Wisconsin Supreme Court, always in the news. And it's because uh, we're, we're finding out just how far Republicans are going to push this idea that newly elected Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Janet Protasiewicz should recuse herself from these impending redistricting lawsuits, which are very important. So you guys heard about this. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So why should she recuse herself? Well, it all goes back to comments that then Judge Janet made during the campaign um, talking about legislative voting maps. She said, quote, that they are rigged and that she looks forward to taking a fresh look at redistricting if she was elected. So that's kind of the basis in which uh, Republican senators who are are part of these law are part of one of these lawsuits are saying they filed a memo with the court and requesting that which has to recuse herself. Hey, she's weighed in uh, during the campaign. So the folks who filed the redistricting lawsuit obviously disagree and they want Judge Janet to be on this case. They said the Republicans who filed the motion because they were unhappy with the April electoral results, which they could not prevent through gerrymandering. Well, it doesn't really take a genius to figure out that there was gerrymandering, right? Like, is it really her even weighing in by saying something that's been, you know, I feel like independently verified? Well, the argument that Robin Voss and the Republicans make is like, hey, it's not our fault that Democrats are concentrated in cities, right? They tend to talk about people segregating themselves into uh, concentrated districts. Well, even if you take that geography stuff into account, it still doesn't uh, make up for the majorities that Republicans do have in the Assembly, in particular, Senate, too. Now, Republicans are taking this a step further. Um, Speaker Robin Voss 
he's open to just impeaching Judge Janet, which just creates this whole other chaotic situation. So let's hear from Speaker Robin Voss from a press conference this week. My hope is we still will see uh, the Supreme Court justices who have prejudged cases saying that's not right. It's not the way our system of justice in America has ever operated where you prejudge a case and that they will recuse themselves from any potential case where they would be involved. If not, to me, that is a pretty clear violation of the way that all of America works as, as opposed to not prejudging judging cases, and it would be one we'd have to discuss. So if she doesn't recuse herself from the maps, you will begin? I don't know. We have to wait and kind of see what happens. So he's leaving the door open. I don't. I think we should take him at his word. They're at least considering it. Okay, so he's saying that she's prejudiced. Yeah, and that that is perhaps grounds for impeachment. This is kind of uncharted territory, impeaching a state Supreme Court justice, but it's ultimately a political question. It's supposed to be high crimes and misdemeanors, but also just like you know, the legislature basically gets to decide what they want to impeach for. There's no rules for it. So they could do it and they have the votes. But then what happens? So, I mean, let's just take Robin Voss at his word. So they impeach Judge Janet. Let's say they do it. That leaves a vacancy and Evers just appoints a new Supreme Court justice and we start this whole thing all over again. So would they still do the vote? I talked to Professor Howard Schweber and um, he said this re- these redistricting lawsuits are the one case to rule them all. So we shouldn't put anything past uh, the Republicans in the legislature. But it's also very unclear what impeachment would actually mean. It just kind of just sets up even more drama. Yeah, that was a good convo um, with the professor. He's a political science professor at UW. If you guys didn't listen to that one, go back and listen. I feel like this this Supreme Court era is all about drama. This is the new era of high drama. Let's say there's a legal <laughs> challenge to the impeachment. Well, where does that go? To the Wisconsin Supreme Court. So we're, we're going to be hearing a lot more about this. So we'll see what happens. Judge Janet obviously doesn't think she needs to resign. She's saying she didn't violate any judicial ethic code because she didn't say how she'd rule on the case. She just expressed in a personal position. Hmm. Well, but before we dive into any more news, how about we just take a quick break? We're switching gears to talk about the organic fun police. (laughs) This is a story about Madison School District policing rotting logs in the woods. What? What? Yeah, I was turned in a bad way (laughs) when I saw this story. Uh, Apparently, the district hired a new risk manager this spring whose job is to go out and survey many things, but including outdoor areas for safety risks and make recommendations. And apparently they deemed at least one elementary school's outdoor play space like riddled with risks. It's Lakeview Elementary, which there is a good story in the Cap Times about that, uh, that brought this to my attention. Their physical education teacher, James Kirsten, like he put out apparently wood log like chairs that look really beautiful and then a couple weeks ago found out that they'd been taken away and also a teepee fort that he and students had made i think last year and someone has removed them and he has yet to find out who but there's a good chance that it has something to do with the school district's new recommendations about safety in the in the woods and outdoor areas so this Northside elementary school had An educator had a teacher who made handmade benches for the school. 
like hand carved. Beautiful. They almost look like those Aldo Leopold benches, except almost ex- except bigger, right? More intense, like these big logs that were carved and low to the ground for folks to sit on. And so apparently the school district just took him away one day without word. Yeah, well, apparently he had been instructed by the school district to remove all rotten logs or rotten wood, even like logs on the ground lining the path through the forest. He didn't know that it happened until he stumbled on the fact that they were taken away. Bench thieves. This is just the craziest part to me. The concern is splinters, I guess, <laughs> you know, from those logs. What else could they possibly be? <laughs> Woof. Yeah. And I, in that story, so they, they tried to reach out to the risk manager and to the district to get an answer. Like, what is the big risk posed by these logs? But they didn't say. They wouldn't talk. We don't know. So we do not know what risks were posed by these logs to the children of our fair city. I take offense to that as someone who learned so much in the woods, maybe even getting some splinters, hey, you know, making um, forts out of logs and trees. Like I'm concerned about <laughs> about risk safety and the idea of, there is a good quote in the article about uh, from conservation director for Groundswell Conservancy, Tony, saying all kids need to learn how to assess risk in their own life. And I feel like that's kind of the fun of being outside. And I don't know, just rotting... <laughs> Rotting logs, okay, yes, you could step into it, or you could look at it and learn about the world (laughs) and organic matter. You're downplaying the safety concerns about ickiness. You better believe it, baby. (laughs) Ickiness? Come on, y'all. I was like, what, all of our kids have to play on plastic? Talk about icky. We need to figure out how to live with our organic materials. There is something funny about that. this being the greatest risk to children in the Madison School District. I mean, with all of the problems in the world and in the schools, like we're worried about logs. Okay. Splinters. We're worried about splinters. Woof. (laughs) Woof. I just watched a movie of somebody like camping and that you can actually step into a rotten log and like hurt your ankle or something of that nature. That is a real thing. And risk assessment is important. But I do agree with you, Molly. Like when you think about... What about mental health and, you know, bigger risks like metal things that shoot ammunition? Whoa. Hey, it's real. Well, they don't allow guns in school. I mean, you know what else is a risk? Life. Being alive. You take risks every day. One of the most dangerous things we do every day is get into a vehicle. I don't want to pave paradise. So this really this really threw me off just the idea of having a a physical education teacher out in the woods like clearing logs because to make it like sanitized for kids it's just that's the antithesis of some of my favorite learning experiences as a little kid and it's actually a real risk to students to to take this approach there's whole schools now right that feature outdoor education i mean there are year-round outdoor schools in wisconsin that would be so fun who teach children in the winter right (laughs) outdoors right so people have figured out how to do this as as have has happened for hundreds of years gotta teach that rachel carson silent spring you know what happens when all the creatures that lived in those darn logs aren't around okay i'm getting off my stump your stump box (laughs) (laughs) well maybe one day we will hear from the madison school district about these dangers and what lurks I think they watched the Blair Witch Project and got a little spooked. I didn't expect that. I'm so happy you said that. 
Well, talking about being loony, being strange, acting erratic, there's something wild this week. Did you all see the moon this week? I saw it on Tuesday night. So Wednesday night was the full moon. Okay, not just any full moon, the super moon, okay? Not just any super moon, a super blue moon. (laughs) What does that even mean? I don't buy that. You don't buy? What do you mean you don't buy it? You don't buy astronomy? What the heck is the difference between a super moon and the regular moon? It's like a little closer. It's a lot closer. (laughs) Dylan's like, I don't believe in astronomy. If it was a lot closer, we'd have a lot of problems. It's not that close. I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. Talk about (laughs) scale, man. (laughs) Dylan came to fight. (laughs) Wait, so you're saying you did not go out and enjoy the super moon on Wednesday, Dylan? Are you boycotting the moon? I saw the moon. I didn't enjoy all the light pollution it created. We have enough of that. Light pollution. Wow. It's a big giant mirror up there. It's terrible for seeing the stars. Oh, you don't like looking at yourself? Deep into your soul? Only the festivals. (laughs) I tried to go out on Wednesday. And by tried, I did go out and circled my block and stood. Didn't see it. But Tuesday, I spent like five minutes just looking up there. And, you know, taking it in. I mean, close enough. It was gorgeous. It was bright. Wasn't blue. No, 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 no. So, right. So, Supermoon. Oh, another lie the <laughs> big moon God. has given. I'm just saying they make these things up. It's like a little closer or something. What? It's not blue. What does that mean? It is closer. That's the whole thing. So, Supermoon happens when the moon is at its closest point, the perigee, to us, right? That's why it appears bigger. That's why it's brighter. That's why it's beautiful. The blue moon occurs when you get two Supermoons in the same month, which does not happen very often. But it happened this month in August because August is a very long month. August is also the best month. That is just an objective fact. I'm just going to put that out there. Nobody's going to challenge me. We're going to move on. She loves Octavian (laughs) Augustus. She's a ruler. There was a sturgeon moon on August 1st. Yes, the sturgeon moon. That was the first one. And so this one is the super blue moon because it was the second one in a month because normally normally the moon takes 27.3 days to orbit the earth but because of how the sun's light hits it takes 29.5 days to complete its lunar cycle from one new moon to the next did you know that being of the female sort (laughs) so the whole phrase blue moon although even though in some places the moon does have a blue tint. That is not why they call it the blue moon. They, it's just a fun, you know, saying once in a blue moon, meaning not that often, meaning it's been a decade since we last had a blue moon and it'll be another decade. That's true. True. Once in a blue moon. I like how Dylan just like disrespects so much Science. about the moon, <laughs> calling it light pollution. Like the whole world is out here celebrating cultures have their, you know, their major festivals. We should shout out the Hindu festival, Raksha, marked by the full moon. Rosh Hashanah is also on a night when the full moon fades and a new moon begins. So that's coming up. It's a calendar. I don't have any disrespect against the calendar aspect of the moon. Yes, you do. The moon is literally like time and light. It's everything. 
and tides. Dear listeners, we want to know the best place to see the supermoon in Madison. I saw some of y'all had some amazing photos of it. I hear Rindell Park is a good place to go. I saw some people going out to Blue Mound State Park. But you will get another chance if you missed it. If you're listening in the future, hello from the past. There, You'll have another chance. The next supermoon is coming up at the end of the month. So hit us up, Madison at citycast.fm. Where's the best place to check out the moon? Super, blue, or otherwise. You know what I'm over the moon about? Friggin' <laughs> political gab fest is coming to Madison. And I cannot wait. Our... Man, our CEO, David Plotz, is one of the co-hosts. You guys know the Political Gab Fest, Slate's podcast that we love. Yeah, it's good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. (laughs) I liked it before we started working for David Plotz, who was, of course, a big part of that show. He liked it before. It was cool. Guys. I'm just trying to say I'm not entirely biased. (laughs) When is it? When is that? Wednesday, October 25th, and we're all going to be there, and it's going to be a party, and it's going to be a lot of political talk, you know, gab, obviously, debate, snark, thoughtful analysis about what's going on in the world and our politics, and, you know, it's not much, right? (laughs) There's nothing to discuss these days. Yep, we are definitely not the center of the political universe here in Wisconsin. Not at all. Nope. Never see the president or the vice president or the first lady or, you know, any debates, anything. No, nothing happening. Nothing to see. Just a fly over state here. Okay. Okay. I get it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So they're doing a live podcast taping of the Political Gab Fest at the Majestic in October. Another beautiful month here in Wisconsin. So we're glad they'll be here. And we'll be there. And you should be there. Will it be a black hole? podcasts uniting mm-hmm. well that's the end of this podcast we've been <laughs> rounding up the news bianca martin thank you ciao molly always fun once at a blue moon that's all for today here on citycast madison bianca martin is your host we're produced by molly stents and me dylan brogan our theme music is by carl christensen You can get more news delivered right to your inbox by subscribing to Madison Minutes, written by our newsletter editor, Haley Sperling. If you enjoyed today's show, why not share this podcast with someone who thinks all press is wood press? We're off on Monday, so see you back here Tuesday morning with more news from around the city. Happy Labor Day.